For many, 65 was the magic number for retirement. Today, that's not even full retirement age. On today's show, we'll highlight why it's hard to retire at 65 and offer some tips to help get you to retirement on your terms. And now, Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. Well, hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. The show is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. They are with Infinite Wealth Advisors, over 40 years combined of experience in the retirement business, helping hundreds of clients prepare for retirement. I'd like to welcome in Kevin and Robin. Hi, guys. How are we doing today? Hey, Gary. Good We're doing Gary. great. Terrific. We have a, boy, this is really, we got a packed show today, so we're going to get right to it. This is a really an interesting study that they did. According to a, a recent Gallup poll of those polls say that they would retire, 25% say they would retire by 65. However, 39% say they're going to, you know, retire after that so-called magic number. We have reasons why folks are delaying their retirement. This is a lot of meaty stuff here, uh, guys. Uh, Kevin, you want to start us off? I guess, you know, the biggest thing uh, from from our point of view, why people delay retirement is that they haven't saved enough. Um, and the, the the significant problem with that is that by the time you, you determine that you haven't saved enough, you're, you're probably in what we call the window of retirement, which is within 10 years of retiring. Uh, so from our point of view, when, when a client comes in and we set objectives and we do a detailed income plan for them, and we determine what they are going to need from an income point of view um, at retirement age. Uh, if they are falling short, uh, that means some significant, you know, belt tightening uh, for the next ten years while they, you know, aggressively uh, try to play catch up. Uh, so there's some, you know, at the, particularly at, at this at this point in time in in history, when the markets are down fairly significantly. Uh, it's a little bit easier to believe it or not to catch up uh, with a lack of retirement funding uh, because when you're actually making contributions to your 401k and your IRA, uh, you're catching the market in a downswing. Um, and we all know that eventually, uh, you know, that's going to change uh, and that market will move uh, into an upswing. Uh, I guess the, 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 the point here is, is that the earlier you start checking on where you are for, as opposed to where you need to be and you determine what steps need to be taken uh, in order to make sure you're hitting your retirement objectives and your retirement time frame, uh, the better. Uh, some people are very aggressive about that. Uh, some people are not. Some people are just lackadaisical that they're going to, you know, well, it'll all work out. That's hope. And as Robin says, <laughs> hope, hope is hope, hope is not, not a plan. plan. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Exactly. Not but, in the financial yeah, yeah. world. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's interesting. Talk, you know, the 10-year, we call it you, the retirement red zone is used a lot. But but if you get behind the curve, to me, it's like you're always, you know, another football analogy. It's third and 21, third and long, which is not a good place to be. Am I right? I don't care who you are. Yeah, it, it is not. Um, you know, I, I, you know the, the, the second thing that, 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 we, that we typically don't see this, but that I hear people talking to us about other family members is that they haven't saved anything. Mm -hmm. um, and about 55% uh, of Americans, 55% have less than $10,000 uh, saved for retirement. And that is an enormous number. Um, and it is also an enormous problem. Uh, you know, one of the you know, one of the one of the fallbacks is, well, you know, I can retire on, you know, I'm going to get Social Security. Yeah. Well, from our point of view, you know, when Robin and I are doing again, when we're doing detailed income plans for people, uh, Social Security typically takes up a, a portion of that retirement income gap. But in very, very few situations uh, is Social Security the primary means um, for income. Uh, so if you, if you think about that from a strategic point of view, uh, you know, if you're not supplementing with money that's been saved in your 401k or your 403b or your 457 plan um, or your TSP, if you work for the government, uh, for the U.S. government, um, and, and you're not you don't have uh, available funds to supplement those Social Security payments, uh, that is problematic. And, uh, you know, it. You need to you need to get with it. You need to get in the game uh, because if you don't, uh, 
Social Security is going to kick in and you're going to realize that um, that you're not going to have enough, uh, you know, steady income coming in uh, for retirement. You know, Kevin, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. So uh, if you have a high paying job and you can contributing a lot to Social Security over the years, uh, but does it does it max out each year or, you know, because I, I know in a personal uh, story, you know, I, I my Social Security is going to be three times more than my wife because I work full time. She stayed home with the kids. Does it work like that? Does it max out each year? Um, it, it, it does max out. Um, so there are there are thresholds um, uh, when you're once you elect uh, right now. So, you know, I'm 62 or I'll be 62 in a, in a month or so. Um, and uh, full retirement for me is 67. So if you were born, I was born in 1960. Um, so if you were born in 1960, you are moved out to a age 67 uh, retirement. So that is what they call full retirement age. Right. I got you. Um, okay. And at full retirement age, you get what they call full benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to elect uh Medicare at that point. Right. And some people are still working um, at age 65. And I don't want to get too far uh, off the mark here. But, you know, uh, last week, uh, Robin and I ran into to to uh, uh, a client or a prospective client um, that not one of them, but both of them are beyond age 65. And neither of them um, have an elected Social Security because they both continue to work. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, Robin did some homework on that. And so, Robin, you want to sort of talk about that a little bit, what you found? I mean, that was, I remember when you came in and were talking to me about it, and I sort of, my right eyebrow arched a little bit, like, <laughs> what? Because that's a problem. Yeah, well, and we're talking specifically about the um, the client that did not elect the Medicare. Is that, because yes, we had several, yeah. yeah. Yes, and part of it was just the, the lack of, understanding yeah, I said of what Social needed Security. to happen. I, I meant Medicare. Yeah, Medicare. Yes, exactly. Because I was thinking we had another um, scenario last week. I think uh, I think people are re- reevaluating where they are, especially with the market in this downturn. Um, we're seeing more and more um, people just reevaluating their positions. But uh, to Kevin's question, the Medicare, yes, the client was beyond 65, had not elected Medicare. And if you do not elect Medicare, even if you're still working, you have the ability to um, choose your employer plan or your Medicare, but you have to notify um, Medicare, you know, of what your circumstances are, because if you don't elect it, there are penalties. Now, the caveat is, I believe, and and I do need to confirm this, but they're going to waive the penalties for late filing of Medicare I believe it's this year. Um, as I was doing my research on that specific thing, um, that was an anomaly. But historically, if you don't um, elect your Medicare when you are 65, there are penalties for every month that you don't elect. So um, you need to you know, talk with someone, your planner, or um, again, making the joke from last week, call the Social Security office <laughs> and, and get some advice. Yeah, and, right. um, and, I, and I wanted to circle back to Gary's. Um, I think you were asking you were asking about the maximum yes, yes. Um, earnings limit for 2022. I don't remember last year, but 2022, the earnings limit is 147000 And that's what the, um, the taxable maximum base limit for Social Security is for this year. Okay, good. Thanks, Robin. All right. We are talking to uh, Kevin Sullivan, Robin Whitlock, and the show is Wealth Over Taxes. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Uh, A lot to this uh, segment. We're going to keep rolling through here. A lot of people are putting off retirement. And Kevin, you have some uh, other thoughts on this? Yeah, sure. So one of the other things that we find that uh, people don't account for is taxes. Um, And that is for uh, that happens for a number of reasons. Uh, The biggest thing is that most advisors do not um, incorporate uh, tax planning uh, in their planning process. Um, and when we're developing an income plan for a client and developing a retirement plan, you know, one of the things that we do is we incorporate what happens from a tax point of view. You know, Robin's has, Robin has a, a master's degree in taxation from uh, Villanova University. And, you know, we, we use that to our advantage. So, and, and frankly, we use it for, to the client's advantage because if you're not taking into consideration what happens from a taxation point of view, then you're probably not going to hit your numbers. Uh, but even if you're even if you go through and you're doing a detailed plan, and you know you need ninety thousand dollars a year to survive, um, you know in retirement, uh, but you haven't taken into consideration that you know probably fifteen percent of that or eighteen percent of that is going to go to the Internal Revenue Service and to state taxes, um, then you're going to fall short probably by about twenty percent, and that's a huge gap 
and you want to make sure that you have that covered and you want to make sure that you take that into consideration when you're putting your plan together. That is true because um, I believe it was last week I had gotten a, um, a note or a voicemail from a client in Arizona who was querying because someone that he was taking on as a, a new client in the mortgage business said, well, if I'm not working and I'm only drawing Social Security and some of my IRA investments and I'm retired, I don't have to pay taxes. And I am not clear on what school of thought that person came from, but you do have to pay taxes on Social Security if you are withdrawing other investments, if you exceed certain thresholds. So part of our planning process at Infinite Wealth Advisors is that we do plan tax planning as part of our overall financial planning process. Yeah. So, you know, look, all the pieces of your financial puzzle have to fit together, and that includes the taxation uh, portion of that. So, you know, for the next 10 callers, we're offering an initial no-cost consultation uh, or if you want to get a second opinion on how you're doing in, in, for your retirement planning, we'll talk through all the different puzzle pieces that you need to consider uh, in your plan. So we'll talk about things like risk. You know, how much risk is in your portfolio? How much risk can you safely take on? Uh, we will do a detailed income plan. We will help you determine what it is that you're going to need in retirement from an income point of view, where those income sources are going to come from and how those things, how those income sources are going to be taxed. So that's very important. And then probably the biggest thing, which is on everybody's mind, is inflation. So, you know, do you have a plan to adjust, you know, to address the inflation uh, issues that are sitting on our front porch? Um, and as those things continue to rise, you know, uh, we we don't think that inflation is going to go anywhere for the for the immediate future. We think that's a huge problem. So planning now is critical. Uh, you know, having a plan of action of things that you can do or things that you should be doing as you move toward retirement. So there's a lot that goes into the, the, the planning process for retirement. So if you've been managing your retirement plan by yourself or you're now realizing that your current advisor hasn't really been doing everything that they, they should be doing, particularly with these with this market being down, um, a lot of these guys are hiding under their desk. You know, this is your chance to get a true comprehensive uh, plan or have a have a different group of people take a look at it uh, and give and give you a different opinion as to what you should be doing. All right. So give us a call now. Talk with Stephanie or talk to William. Uh, get on our schedule. Uh, our offices are located in Mooresville and High Point, and we look forward to seeing you. 800-757-6062. 800-757-6062. We are talking about uh, folks delaying their retirement for a variety of reasons and uh, Kevin, I, I think we should uh, expand on this and, and keep going. What do you think? Sure. Yeah, I think that there's a litany of reasons why people most of the time unintentionally delay retirement. So what I think we ought to do for our next segment coming up is we ought to continue to talk about uh, some of those issues and see if we can get those things addressed and maybe give some people some comfort or at least some options and some things that they can do uh, to get them back on track. Welcome back to the show. It is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Winlock. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And, you know, we've been talking about this Gallup poll where 39% of people say that they're not going to retire at the so-called magic number. And we've been uh, talking about reasons why that is. And there's a litany of reasons here. And uh, we want to keep uh, going through this and see what, uh, what really people are facing uh, in a very, very tough economic situation. Kevin, what else do you want to add on this? Sure, Gary. Thanks. Hey, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things when people talk about a magic number um, and and and, you know, this is just from from our from our perspective um, and from our experience, from what we've seen, most people don't know what the magic number is. You know, the magic number is not going to magically appear one day and all of a sudden you're going to wake up and look at your accounts and you're going to have enough money. You're going to say, OK, it's time for me to retire. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, I view people that come to me and, and tell us that they're look that they're waiting for the magic number or that they have a magic number um, as people that are avoiding uh, addressing the issues that have not been done. Uh, and I will just tell you that if, if you haven't done it, uh, the most difficult thing to do is to start doing it. But once you start doing it, it gets a lot easier, particularly if you have a competent group of people that are guiding you um, and providing advice and also providing you, uh, you know, with direction as you move forward. You know, retirement age or retire the, the, the retirement time frame is getting longer. 
you know, used to be, you know, 20 years ago, people planned for, uh, you know, a 20 year retirement, you know, well, you know, 85 is probably the maximum I'm going to live. Um, and that's not really the case anymore. You know, technology, uh, you know, the medical profession is catching up from a technological point of view. People are living longer. There are cures for disease. Uh, I read an article uh, over the weekend about, you know, some uh, some some treatments for Alzheimer's, uh, which is, you know, the plague. Basically, it's the plague of the 21st century. Um, and uh, my sense is, is that sometime in the next probably five to 10 years that they're going to have that under control and they're going to be able to treat that. Uh, so, you know, p- the planning process is probably more critical now than it has ever been. Uh, you know, this, you know, when you're looking at Social Security, uh, you know, full retirement age of Social Security today, if you're born after 1960, is 67. OK. And so if you retire early so you can retire at 62 as early as 62 and begin to collect social security um, you're not going to get the full payment that you would normally get at 67 you're going to get something that's going to be less than that Uh, typically it's going to be around 25 to 27 percent less than whatever your full retirement age benefit would be so if you just to use some numbers if your full retirement age benefit is a thousand dollars at 67 you're probably going to get about 750 if you elect at 62. If you wait and retire beyond 67, so let's say you retire at 70, um, and you elect at 70, and everybody should elect at 70, and I'll talk about that in a second. But again, full retirement benefit is $1,000. 62, you elect early, you get 750. But if you wait and elect at 70, um, you're going to get about 1250. So it goes down about 25% and up about 25% when you get to age 70. Now, age 70, why is that a magic number? It's a magic number because at 70, everybody should be electing Social Security because there are no more um, increases. You will still get your cost of living, right? You'll still get your cost of living increase every year, but the actual increase based on age um, stops at age 70, if if that makes some sense. And there are circumstances when we talk about that uh, people can't wait to 70 because of circumstances. They didn't do a good job planning. What you've been talking about, Kevin, too, am I right? They just can't wait till 70. Right. There are some situations where um, uh, people just can't wait. And and I think circling kind of back to about 65 is no longer the the magic number. I think a lot of people don't realize, too, they may get their statement and say, oh, I can retire at 62 because my statement says that I can start, you know, drawing Social Security. But if you don't factor in these increases that Kevin just went over and and take a look at all the other assets that you may have that you can draw from, um, it it's really not to your advantage to start taking at 62. But again, to your point, Gary, if there is a situation where you have to have those resources or that is your only source of income, then then you may want to consider. But I think with anything, you still want to get with a team of people, whether it be us or, or you know, someone that you've, you're associated with, sit down and just do some planning for it because that Social Security payment um, can make a, a difference in, you know, whether you take it at 62 or you take it at 70. You just want to make sure that you're taking a calculated risk turning that payment on. And, and you can't unring that bell. Once you start it, you really can't, you can't stop it, right, Social Security? There um, are yeah, that's not, few yeah, that's not necessarily true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Robin. Yeah. It, well, I was just going to say there are a few circumstances. I had a, a client that actually started her Social Security last year. Then she realized after she had started that she didn't want it because she didn't need it. She just won. I think she was testing the system <laughs> and um, and they made her pay it back. Right. So in, in that particular scenario, and if you're not too far down the road with it, you can do that. But we as planners do not recommend doing that. Right, um, yeah. Come in and see us and sit down and, and let's let's put together a plan and see what makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not a not a good plan to test the system. <laughs> I see people walking in the Social Security office. Go, uh, sorry, never mind. You know, no, it doesn't work. Like that. That's 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 what this client did. It was funny, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I thought I said you you actually did this, and, and it was not something that we knew that she was going to do. She kind of <laughs> did it on her own, and and anyway, so there were some um, extenuating. You know, we, we've had we've had some other clients. We've had some other situations where a client has elected Social Security, um, and. You know, and and if you elect and, and within 12 months, you decide you're going to go back to work 
as a just as an example mm -hmm. um for whatever reason and, right. and by the way a lot of people do that a lot of people will retire and they're and, and they've worked their entire lives and then all of a sudden they're six or seven months into retirement and they decide they want to go back to work again right um you have the ability uh, and they've elected social security you have the ability to go back and do a reset so you can go back and pay back uh what you've received in social security and, and you can only do that within that 12-month window. And if you do that, it resets the Social Security amount, so then you can go back and start getting those increases based on age. Not the, You still get the COLA increases, the cost of living increases, but the physical increases in the payment amount based on based on the age that, that, that you are. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, for clearing that up. I thought it was one year. All right, we're talking about uh, ways in which people are delaying retirement. It is uh, Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and uh, Robin Whitlock. All right, we have a few more minutes left in the segment and still more to get into why people are delaying uh, their uh, their retirement. Yeah, sure. So here's, a, you know, a, a big one is happening right now. Um, so, you know, you you uh, the market is has lopped a 25% hit off of your retirement savings. So, you know, you've done a good job planning or you've done a good job saving. Maybe you've not done a great job planning. Maybe you haven't taken... Uh, the time to mitigate risk. Uh, you know, we, we view risk mitigation as you get closer to retirement as a funnel. So as you're farther away from retirement, your risk tolerance is probably going to be a bit higher. As you close in on that window, that funnel should be getting more narrow, meaning that you have less and less um, of those assets in risky investments. So, you know, but if you didn't do that and you had a million dollars or $2 million sitting there for retirement and you were going to draw down $100,000 a year from that. Um, and now all of a sudden in 2022, and you're going to retire, say, in January 2023, but now all of a sudden in 2022, that $2 million that you have is now a million five hundred thousand because the market has taken 25% of that. Um, maybe that retirement that you're thinking about taking uh, – where you were going to withdraw maybe 5% uh, of your total balance at, because you need that 100. Now, all of a sudden, you got a million five and you're not drawing 5% anymore. Now you're drawing out about 7%. And that is not a sustainable withdrawal rate. Um, so, so, you know, the market can be, uh, can, can really affect what happens uh, from a retirement point of view. So, again, you want to have a plan. You want to have a mitigation plan in place. You want to get people, you want to get a, a team of people behind you that can help you, that can help guide you through that process. So back to our 40-60 rule, 40% financial, 60% behavioral. If you manage the financial, the behavioral will manage itself. Okay, so it's it's just really, really important. We, we have people, I have constantly have people say, well, you know, we was going to retire in, in, in 2023, but, you know, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that now because, uh, you know, yesterday I, I had a guy and didn't have, you know, didn't have an enormous amount of money, but, you know, had about $720,000 uh, that was sitting there for retirement. They live well within their means. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's had almost $140,000 lopped off the top of his retirement, and he's nervous, and he's nervous for good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No question. Well, and, and so, with that, a lot of our listeners who have come in to talk to us have said that they feel like they're saving well, but are concerned about what this volatile market may do to your savings. Making sure that folks have an income plan that will last their entire life is what drives us. It's what we're good at, and it's what we do day in and day out. We craft our plans to take advantage of good and bad markets. The impact of that is incredible. And if you know your plan is set up to provide guaranteed lifetime income, whether we're 51, 61, 71, or 121, then you have a peace of mind. It all begins by sitting down with us and putting together a fee report and risk assessment to help you recognize unnecessary losses in your portfolio. After that, we will perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. Your custom income plan will utilize proven strategies and techniques and take the worry out of living in retirement. Keep in mind our strategies are often used by folks with millions safe for retirement, but we will not turn you away if you are serious about retirement planning. So for the next few callers that a comprehensive that need a comprehensive lifetime income plan or would like a second opinion review, 
We will pro provide that complimentary with no obligation. So give us a call right now and talk with Stephanie or William to get on our schedule. Our offices are located in Mooresville and High Point. Our goal at the show is help you make the best decisions. So if you have any questions about what we are talking about, how it applies to your own situation, uh, simply call that number 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. Uh, earlier, you guys were commenting that, that you know, it's a, it's a magic number and, and how it comes. So it doesn't come in a, hang on a second. Hey. It doesn't come in a in a dream sequence. It's it's not like that. Nice, nice. I thought Very you guys. Nice. No. I thought you guys would like that. All right. That was great. Yeah, I, that I, is I perfect. found that while you got how, how timely. Exactly. All right. And for those of you that are listening, that does not happen. No, that does not happen in a dream. Okay. We are going to take a short break, guys. What have we got coming up next? When we come back, we'll highlight seven financial moves you might consider as you enter retirement. Welcome back to the show. It is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. They are advisors of Infinite Wealth Advisors. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate, uh, playing sound effects uh, for everybody as well, and dream sequences and and much more coming up. I, I can't guarantee there'll be any more sound effects, though. Uh, the older we get, the faster time seems to uh, pass by. Uh, before you know it, retirement's staring in the face. Hang on. We got some suggestions for last-minute financial moves to make uh, before we say so long to your work-a-day world. It's like, you know, you look in the mirror and you say, hey, why is my dad looking back at me? It's not. It's my dad. Uh, no, but it's it's really you. And time does sneak up on you, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. It oh, does. Yes. You know, it's yes, funny. It just does. You know, last week, probably we were, it was, I don't know, it was a Friday afternoon. It was late in the day. And and Robin and I were sort of just, you know, circling up on some things we were trying to help clients with. And I realized that Saturday uh, or, or the, the, you know, coming up in the next couple of days was going to be the, the, the September was basically over. Mm -hmm. And I looked at I looked at Robin and I said, what happened to September? Yeah. And she just looked at me, started laughing. She said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, that, I said, that's not an answer. That's yeah. not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> but it was true. It was truth. It was a truth. Truth. It, yeah. it is true. Yeah. And here's yeah. the thing. I mean, what you don't want to do is um, uh, have that conversation with your spouse that all of a sudden it's you hit retirement age and you say, what happened to the last 20 years? Because exactly. that's probably not a good conversation. Not gonna, yeah, that's probably not going to go over. That's probably not going to go over real big. So you know, there's a couple of things that 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 we think that uh, that that you can do as you as you move towards retirement. Again, number one thing, number one thing is a plan. Have a plan. Have someone helping you. You you don't have to use us. Use you, you can use somebody else. Um, but I will caution you with this: whoever you hire needs to demonstrate a high level of competency that they can guide you, okay? And I'll say that again, a high level of competency. Competency is everything. Experience, uh, managing things like uh, portfolio risk. Uh, so back to, in our, in our previous segment, we talk about uh, our, our funnel, you know, as you're in your 30s and in your 40s, uh, you know, that funnel from a risk point of view is pretty, is pretty wide. Um, as you, get into what we consider the, the retirement window, which in, in our world is about 15 years out, you want to start funneling that down. You want to gently and slowly start reducing the risk in the portfolio so you're not in a situation where you're 18 months or 24 months out, you've hit your quote unquote magic number, whatever that magic number is, and then all of a sudden, uh, reality sets in and 25% of your portfolio over a four month period evaporates. And you don't have a plan for that. You don't have a plan of action for that uh, because you haven't reduced portfolio risk. Um, and so you're taking a pretty big hit. And now all of a sudden you're having to go back and reassess whether you can actually retire uh, at the end of the year or at the end of that 20 month period or 24 month period. So that is not a good situation to be in. Um, you know, one of the things that we're one of our mantras uh, in the office is plan the work and then work the plan. Okay, plan the work, 
work the plan. So write the plan out and then work that thing through to make sure that you're controlling risk in the portfolio. And right now, that's probably that and inflation are probably the two biggest enemies um, that, 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 a, that a portfolio would have. Yeah, we're talking about some ways in which, uh, well, we look in the mirror and we're a little bit older and we're trying to, you know, catch up on retirement. And one of the things that people leave money on the table is not maximizing their 401k uh, contributions too, right? That is right. One of the biggest benefits to your retirement savings is when you're in your 50s, you are allowed to um, increase your contribution an additional $1,000, whether it be to your IRA account or your 401k plan. So if you have the ability and you're fortunate enough to have a 401k at your place of employment, increase those contributions. It can't hurt. It cannot hurt. And that's money that I think we've said before on the show, that's money that you're probably using to buy a latte or a magazine for um, some of the old timers like me. And um, and just, just add that to your 401k. Make those contributions. It does not hurt. But especially when you're in your 50s and you're looking at retiring in your 60s, go ahead and make those contributions. Um, get with your HR department or whoever handles your plans and increase those contributions. Yeah. So, you know, uh, right now, the maximum that you can put, if you're over the age of 50, you can put $7,000 into an IRA um, and you can put uh, up to 27000 into your 401k. So just let's stop and think about that for a second. So you're 50 and you've decided that you're going to maximize the contribution in your IRA or in your 401k. So just over a 10 year period, on an I, from an IRA point of view, that's an additional contribution of $70,000 plus whatever internal growth you're going to have in the portfolio. Or from a 401k point of view, it's $270,000. And that's just from ages 50 to 60. Um, if you're like me, which is a, you know, I'm the last of the baby boomers born in 1960. Um, you know, so that's a age 67 for me. Uh, so, you know, I would be making that contribution not for 10 years, but I'd be making that contributions for 17 years. And so, you know, just because maybe you're in your 50s and you haven't really done a great job of of planning and putting up those assets, um, you know, you have the opportunity to play catch up and you can play catch up pretty quick um, if you're hitting those those maximum numbers. All right. Good stuff. We're talking about, you know, getting closer to that retirement, that retirement red zone we're talking about. This is something we talked uh, at length in the last uh, segment was uh, planning a Social Security claiming strategy. Yeah. So, you know, Social Security. Um, so let's go back and let, let's sort of let's back up a couple of shows. And we, we had a, we had a, a one show where we talked extensively about uh, financial management and behavioral management. Um uh, you know, 40% of what we do is financial, 60% of what we do is behavioral. Uh, most people make the decision to elect Social Security from a behavioral point of view, okay? So that means that they've made an emotional decision as to when they elect Social Security. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Social Security, the election of Social Security and when you elect that is not an emotional decision, okay? It's a quantitative decision. It is a it is something that is defined with, a, with math. Um, and one of the things that we do, uh, one of the critical things that we do is we help people determine at what point do you elect Social Security? Um, you know, there are some, and Robin can talk to this, there are some disadvantages to electing Social Security uh, before you reach uh, retirement age, because there are some uh, tax con some income tax consequences. To that so, Rob, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, that is correct. Yes, if you, um, which we have had some clients do that. If you want to um, start Social Security and you're still working, um, just be advised. If you haven't sat down with an advisor, you haven't sat down with our firm, but you, the maximum that you can make in addition to your Social Security prior to your full retirement age for this year, for 2022, is $19,560. So if you are working and you make over that amount in your wages, the Social Security benefits will be decreased $1 for every $2 over that number that you make. So it's it's real important that you sit down and plan when you're going to claim those social um, security benefits because it can have an impact on your benefit and on your taxes. Yeah. So, you know, again, social security is a calculation and you, you want to get guidance um, in that regard uh, and make sure that you're doing uh, the election process uh, when it's appropriate. Uh, you know, the other thing to think about 
is if you have enough assets to delay that election, uh, in a lot of cases, people will delay that uh, because uh, essentially you're getting, if you start at age 62 and go out to age 70, you're getting about an 8% natural increase based on age in Social Security payments. Uh, and so, you know, if you know someplace where you can get a guaranteed 8% increase in some asset that you have, you're probably going to run pretty fast to go get that. Most people, that's going to get a lot of people's attention. Uh, what they don't do is they don't really think about that from a Social Security point of view. So here, your Social Security benefits go up at age 62. They start at a certain level and they go up every year at 8% all the way up um, to age 70. Age 70. So, yeah. So, you know, you want to you want to look at that, and and it and again, it's a financial decision, um, or what we consider to be a quantitative decision. Um, we can help you with that. We'll show you how to logic your way through it, um, so that you understand um, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Uh, one of the things that we don't do um, is uh, we don't believe in just telling clients, okay, well, you need to do this. We 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 firmly believe in having knowledge transfers. So your advisor should be giving you knowledge transfers, and those knowledge transfers should be in terms that you can understand so that you can put the, the pieces of the puzzle together and understand, you know, the reasons that you're making the decisions that you're making. And that does two things. It's good for you and it's also good for us. And the reason it's good for us is that when you understand things at a, at a more in-depth level, you're easier to manage as a client. And so when we go back and we're looking at things, we say, hey, we think that you ought to be doing this. You now have some knowledge base of which to make that decision to agree or disagree, uh, or in most cases, just ask some additional questions um, and, and get some clarification. So, you know, with that, you know, that, that statement alone really just sort of tells you where we are. You know, we are extraordinarily passionate about guiding clients through a secure and independent retirement. Uh, that's why we keep a few openings on our calendars for listeners to sit down and get a no cost, no obligation assessment and review where you are now and where you're headed and potentially get you on the right path if, if perhaps maybe you aren't. Uh, the consultation will help you determine how prepared you and your portfolio uh, are to handle dangers like inflation, market volatility, and taxation. Um, and all three of those things we talked about today in, 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 in some significant detail. You've worked hard for your money. We'll work just as hard to help you protect and grow it. Our strategies are used with people with millions saved for retirement. You have the desire and commitment. We have the knowledge and expertise. So for the next 10 callers who have money saved for retirement, get a fact-based approach that you deserve with better answers to your financial challenges like Social Security. Get zero down on your objectives. Call us right now. We have offices in High Point and Mooresville, North Carolina. Stephanie and William are waiting to take your call, and they can get you on our schedule. Folks, it's advice like this that shows how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity to make sure you're in the right path, and the path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and your goals. Call right now, 800-757-6062, 800-757-6062. Uh, a very wise general manager of mine said, I, for many, many years he was he was my boss, and he said, uh, talking about a plan, I'll just go briefly, he said, you can't manage it if you can't measure it. That's, That's exactly, exactly correct. That's exactly right. The, look, the income planning process is is what separates, you know, the men from the boys. I mean, it, 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 it's a it's a reality check on where you are, and it gives us the tools, and it gives us the insight to be able to help guide you and get you back on track. All right. That, that's what it's there for. We are going to take a short break. Coming up, uh, your favorite part of the show, right? Absolutely. When we come back, we'll tackle the most asked questions for the week, that and more right after this. Hi there, I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. The show is Wealth Over Taxes with Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock. They are advisors of Infinite Wealth Advisors. They've helped hundreds of clients uh, plan their retirement over the years. Uh, the show is chocked full of good stuff today, and we want to get to our listeners and uh, some of the comments and questions that they have. So uh, let's go to Tom in High Point. I'm 64, starting a new job this year. 
Should I even bother to sign up for the 401k plan at this age or just save money elsewhere? And if I'm saving it elsewhere, where should I do a traditional IRA, Roth IRA after uh, tax brokerage accounts, et cetera? What do you think? So uh, there's like five questions in there. So yep. let me sort of try to take them one at a time. Uh, the, the answer to the first question, should I even bother to sign up? Uh, well, if you listen to the last two segments, you already know the answer to that question. The answer to Absolutely. that question is yes. Yes. Um, uh, and saving money elsewhere, if if you're maximizing what you're putting into your 401k um, and you're and, and hopefully you're getting some type of a match from your employer um, and you have excess money uh, at the end of the month or at the end of the year, uh, then you ought to look at things like Roth contributions and per, or perhaps putting the money into an after tax account. Um, those are all areas that, you know, that will provide you with one, some different ways to hold things. Uh, some different tax consequences, uh, whether you're in a uh, an after-tax account or in a in a pre-tax account. Um, so, you know, it, the the short answer is yes. You should yes. absolutely be making the contribution. The long answer is, you know, what else should I do? If you don't have a plan, then you ought to have a plan. Uh, I mean, that that's my answer. And and whether you use us to do that. Uh, and, and, and I would welcome you to come in and we can sit down and kind of help you and kind of get you situated um, and do a preliminary plan just to kind of do a gut check and see where you are. Uh, so that would be my recommendation to be your first step. All right. Good stuff. Uh, all right. That was Tom in High Point. Uh, we got this on our um, voicemail the other day. Christy in Kernersville. I'm leaving my current job to start work with a new company in a month. I have a pension with my current employer and uh, basically have three options to consider. I could start taking the pension now. I could defer it and starting uh, taking a higher amount later. Or I could roll it into our IRA as a lump sum. Which option makes the best sense for me? Good question, Christy. Yeah, so, you know, I, one, Christy, I, I, and under normal circumstances, I could probably at least answer two of your questions here. Um, I don't know how old you are. Um, if you're going to continue to work, uh, I certainly would not take uh, the, the, the payment coming out of the gate. Um, I would like to see uh, what the higher amount is, um, and I would like to see what the physical amount is. Uh, we can take those things. Uh, we can lay that out for you in an income plan um, and help guide uh, and show you when, you know, what's the most appropriate time uh, to start to collect that payment. Um, uh, or, uh, neither of those, neither taking it now, or if you're not getting a, a good return or, or the, the increases every year are not significant, it may be beneficial again, based on your age, cause we want to make sure we're controlling that risk. Um, it may be more beneficial to roll that into an IRA as a lump sum. So we'll talk about, let's talk about that for a second. A lot of companies that have pensions. Uh, give you the ability uh, to roll them, take a lump sum payment, uh, and put them into a self-directed IRA. So why would somebody do that? Uh, there's two reasons. One, uh, you want to control the asset. Uh, uh, two, maybe the payment that you're getting on the pension is not as good as you could get by taking that and rolling it into a self-directed IRA um, and then taking distributions from the IRA based on an underlying return of the uh, of the underlying investment. Uh, the thing that we find uh, that, uh, that the people gravitate towards is control of the asset. If you have a pension, and let's in your case, Chris, I don't know if you're married or not, but let's just assume you're not married, and you elect to take the pension, and you die at an early age, that money's gone. That money doesn't go anywhere. It stays with, it, it stays, it goes back into the, the, the trustees account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to the employer and you don't get to keep any of that. Um, so, you know, we are, uh, and by the way, taking a lump sum or taking a, uh, or, or taking the payment, those are all calculations. They're not things that are done uh, again, 40, 60 rule, uh, 40% uh, financial. So that's a financial calculation. Um, and I would encourage you to get your uh, pension statement, uh, set a time up with me or Robin or both of us. Uh, come on in. Let's look at it. Uh, we can do a detailed plan for you. And uh, once we have some numbers in front of us, we can give you some better direction. 
All right, good, uh, Christy. Thank you for uh, listening to the show. We appreciate it. Tex and Trinity, uh, this was on uh, our email. Uh, my wife has been retired from the workforce for eight years, and the two of us have approximately $750,000 in asset and no debt. Our combined Social Security benefits today would be more than adequate to sustain our current lifestyle. Is there any point in waiting an additional three years to retire at full retirement age if I can comfortably live off Social Security benefits now? That is a, um, you have done well saving for your retirement. But now, Kevin, I hear you. <laughs> you, you. I think we both are thinking the same thing. We need you to come in and, and let's, let's, um, let's evaluate that scenario. Let's determine if that makes the most sense. Because right off hand, my first thought is that market, the market has declined 25% this year. And if you've got those assets in an investment account where you have had some losses, that might not be the best thing for you to do right now is to turn on those Social Security benefits. Maybe we need to look at repositioning some of those assets to provide some guaranteed income. Kevin, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, and we love it when people, you know, put queries in. But um, uh, we are we are a measure twice, cut once uh, organization. And that means that we... Um, do not, we just don't like to do things off the hip. Um, uh, you know, my first pass would be, we should do a, we should do a plan for you and just kind of see where you are. Um, I agree with Robin. Um, you know, you've probably taken a pretty significant hit on that. Um, uh, generally speaking, uh, just based on what we see here, if you can comfortably live off of social security. Okay. So it might make sense, uh, for you to, uh, go ahead and elect now. Uh, I guess the question would be, you know, what else have you done? So you've you've, you've covered the re- you've, you've covered the income piece um, of retirement. You've got about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars as your uh, as your note states. But what have you done for long term care? What have you done for uh, you know where's your emergency money? You know, is that sitting in cash? Um, is that just sitting in a in an investment account? Is that is your emergency money sitting in an IRA account? Uh, and that's a problem if it is, because if your emergency money is sitting in an IRA account and you have what we consider to be uh, uh, a, an adequate amount of emergency money, which is one year's worth of income, and a lot of people say six months, we use a year, um, and that's in an IRA account, and you need to access that, that's a taxable event. So if you need to access $50,000 for some unforeseen significant expense, um, and you're in a you know, you're in a 20% tax bracket, uh, you know, chances are you're going to have to take 70 or $72,000 out of that IRA in order to net 50. So, you know, when the market is taking 25%, the federal government is taking another 20% and inflation is taking 8%, uh, you know, from our point of view, you know, that's a going out of business scheme. Uh, so you don't want to do that. I, you know, I would just encourage you uh, you've worked really hard. You've done well. You know you're well. You're you're fairly well saved. Um, and I, 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 my short answer is to come in, get a plan. Uh, let's get you dialed in and get you pointed in the right direction, uh, and make some calculations for you so that you're making good decisions moving forward. All right, time for one more question. We'll get to it quickly. Paul in Lexington, I have an annuity, and I'm pleased with. Uh, I have about two hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash. My advisor suggests that I put the money into another annuity. I'm not sure if it makes sense to have a second one. What do you think? Well, I think just yeah, like so I, the prior question, you need to we need to sit down and have a conversation because we don't know anything else about other assets and other other holdings that you may have, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, if you're uh, so you know that may or may not be a good um, a, a good recommendation. I, so uh, I'm always good at answering, and I don't mean that this in a bad way, but I'm always good at answering questions with questions. So has your other advisor done an income plan for you? Have they done a risk assessment for you? You know, where, where, where do you where do you score on your risk assessment and what what's your risk tolerance? Um, do you have an emergency the, fund? Yeah. What, what's the what's the purpose of putting that money um, into another annuity? I mean, why are you doing that? What's the justification for it? Look, you know, your advisor should be not just throwing off the hip recommendations to you. They should be saying, look, we think you need to do this. And these are the reasons why we think you need to do this. And these are the reasons why. So think about it from a business metric point of view. If you owned a business and you were getting ready to make a decision about investing a significant amount of money in your business, you would have to have a business region. You'd have to have some business logic around making that decision. 
And so if your advisors are not providing that to you, then, you know, maybe it's time for a new advisor. Gary, now is a good time. Let's open up those phone lines. We keep a few openings reserved for radio listeners on our calendar each week. So if you're one of the next few callers, we would like to provide you with a thorough strategic development process or second opinion review of your current situation. What we'll do first is review your tax returns. We often can uncover long-term tax issues that exist in IRAs, maybe capital gains taxes, or even Social Security taxes. The second thing we'll do is establish your retirement income goal. This is money that you're going to need to cover the cost of enjoying your lifestyle all the way through retirement, not just the first five or 10 years. We employ strategies to stay on track with or beat inflation and taxes, as well as taking into account long-term care. These are all critical elements of a successful retirement income plan. We're going to help you by analyzing your current investments. We can show you the real cost of fees and the calculated risk exposure in your current situation. People are amazed at the amount of fees they are paying sometimes. So call now and get on the schedule for this thorough strategic development process or second opinion review of your current situation. Keep in mind our strategies are often used by folks with over a million dollars saved for retirement, but we will not turn you away if you are serious about retirement planning. So give us a call right now and talk with Stephanie or William to get on our schedule. Our offices are located in Mooresville and High Point. And the first step, sit down with a financial coach. Something we've been talking about resonates with you and you feel the need to get a second opinion and want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and that very important risk tolerance we've been talking about. Just call 800-757-6062. 800-757-6062. Don't do what I do. You know, my retirement strategy was buying uh, Powerball tickets. It's not going to work. <laughs> It is an extremely long shot, right? All right. So the, the show has flown right on by today. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We hope you had some fun listening. Hope you found the information we presented helpful. And we look forward to next week with new topics and new questions from our listeners. It's uh, Wealth Over Taxes. Kevin and Robin, so great to talk to you guys each week. And I look forward to talking to you again next week at the same time. Thank Thanks, you, Gary. Gary. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Advisory services offered through Naples Asset Management Company, LLC, NAMCOA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Sullivan and Robin Whitlock provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas in financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC. By contacting Infinite Wealth Advisors, LLC, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products. Insurance products and advisory services may only be provided to residents whom an insurance agent or advisor is properly licensed or registered. Please consult with us or your financial advisor for more information.